This week in the parish of bourses and market structure. There's a CCP revolution being preached in Washington, D.C. Stock Connect adding ETFs between China and Hong Kong. Spectacular results from Hellenic exchanges. And the UK proposes a stablecoin safety net. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 146. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the week's many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. And let's start with a quick update in the NSE co-location holy hoax case. The default bail petitions of Chitra Ramkrishna and Anand Subramanian were dismissed. They remain in jail. Over in London, SIBO, they signed a joint agreement with various EU market associations. Three European trade associations, no less, along with the exchange operator SIBO, have agreed on the key principles that could help create a consolidated tape. An interesting addition to the Consolidated Tape Saga. AFME, AFAMA and the German Funds Association have done their version of a Martin Luther for the Consolidated Tape concept, albeit nailing 11 as opposed to 95 principles to doors. And indeed they didn't nail them to a door, they made them available by a quaint download because of course nowadays nailing things to anything is just very bad ESG. On a brief glance, the whole thing looks like common sense stuff, but then again, so did the FASE proposals of last year and the EC Max, their low latency feed, to dismiss that, frankly foolishly in our humble opinion. Let's see how this one fares, given the European community don't like workable solutions, such as the FASE one, but have a dream for a form of Max-op co-op, which is, like all too many European Union policies, one to park in the that's nice, dear, bucket of never likely to be achievable based on past performance. TradeWeb, they scored the lowest possible governance score from a proxy advisor. Classic Blackstone control shareholding structure is being attacked by the proxy advisor ISS. But then, of course, being owned, as ISS are, by LSEG's deadly frenemy rival DB1, that raises certain questions. Let's face it, the DB1 LSE Bourse duo have unsuccessfully romanced to Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor proportions, albeit the stars of Cleopatra never had to face EU antitrust. However, the whiff of conflict of interest remains to hang over any ISS research nowadays, and thus I imagine Blackstone will seek to park this report under the carpet with undertones of such criticism. Meanwhile in Hong Kong, with just one IPO for the entire month of May, it's a landmark, the worst May in a decade for the Hong Kong exchange. But then again, remember, Shanghai was locked down and managed a total number of 
zero, yes, zero new car sales throughout the month of April. Given the global market swoon, the lack of IPOs in Hong Kong is hardly a surprise. Albeit, some might regard listing companies as a touch capricious, given that listing companies don't seem to want to be valued at, oh my goodness, last year's price levels. Obscure MOU of the week, there's stock exchange cooperation taking place between Iran and Tajikistan. The Tehran Stock Exchange and Dushanbe have signed a memorandum of understanding to further promote their mutual best interests. All the very, very best to the Qatar Stock Exchange. They're celebrating their Silver Jubilee, 25 years of the stock market. Of course, in the same week when HRH, the Queen of England, and we salute you, ma'am, is celebrating her Diamond Jubilee, no less than 70 years ruling the throne of England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, and the British Overseas Territories. All the very, very best to her after an incredible life of service. Jim Chanos, he's been predicting that Coinbase stock will plunge amid a collapse in fee income. Now that of course raises the interesting questions that the 80% decline from the highs to date may just be foreplay compared to the current outlook for Coinbase. That would leave the stock surely a last bastion of the fervent Bitcoin maximalists who are likely to be underwater to titanic quantities going forward. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. It was a busy week for results in the parish. All the deals were in Exchange Invest Daily, the newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. For the sake of this podcast, let's look at a few edited highlights. Congratulations to the good folks in Athens. Hellenic Exchange's Q1 2022 financial results showing EBITDA up 35.8%, revenue plus 18.1%, and net after-tax earnings a giddy rise of 67.7%. Alas, not such an exciting set of news from the Warsaw Stock Exchange. They tried to say that things were going steadily, albeit that was actually a decline. Net profit down 2.2% and EBITDA down 5.8% amongst the numbers they published this week. That contrasted with their SEE rival, at least a very much smaller rival nonetheless, but the Bulgarian Stock Exchange, they've got the profit mojo going in the right direction. Consolidated net profit growth up 10.5% year-on-year in Q1 of 2022. It was a busy week for new markets as well in the parish this week. All the information was, as ever, yes, you've guessed it, in Exchange Invest Daily, which, of course, did I say this before, is the newsletter no person can afford to be without in capital markets and market structure. The private fund forward exchange, PRIFE, is due to launch in late June, and it's just been regulated. It's going to offer a hedge for when private equity goes down. The first such platform dedicated to trading options, swaps, and forwards that hedge investments in private equity funds. It'll be operated by Extile Strategies and has been regulated by the UK's Financial Conduct Authority. All the best to Priffy. Meanwhile, a new crypto exchange is on its way, this time with a pan-African twist. Tulano Mtunzi was a dissatisfied customer of other crypto exchanges who decided to build a better mousetrap in the form of Mansa Musa, which has been named after the Malian ruler who created one of Africa's greatest trading 
empires. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for summer reading to go with your beach towel this summer, pick up a copy now of Victory or Death, Blockchain Cryptocurrency in the Fintech World. It's a Victory or Death world of risk and opportunity out there to help you understand how technology is affecting life and markets. This is the book to help you coming 20 years on from the original capital market revolution. Victory or Death is published by DV Books and is distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Meanwhile, while you're waiting for your copy of Victory or Death to arrive, check out our live stream. Tuesdays at 6pm London time, 1pm New York time, it's the IPO video live show. Catch the back episodes on LinkedIn and YouTube via IPO-vid. Most recently, we had the fabulously loquacious Arthur Fisher discussing bourses as businesses, good or bad. You can catch the highlights of that, as I said before, on YouTube via IPO-vid. Coming this week, we've got the opportunity to meet an SEE market builder, none other than the chief executive of the Macedonian Stock Exchange, Ivan Steriev, will be joining me for the live stream. This week, Cryptoland clashed with the legacy exchange world in Washington, D.C. It's rather a case of the FTX versus the legacy CCP world and all of the FCMs. The battle was center stage for a hearing in Washington, D.C. hosted by the CFTC regulatory body. Now, brokers are still spluttering about what they ought to have been preparing for 20 plus years ago. That rather dents the argument for the vastly more worrying aspect to this tale. A century and more of established, coherent CCP practice can see financial stability being hugely impacted by the sort of naive belief in technology without thinking things through, which is more becoming of a student forum or perhaps a WEF meeting. That is at the core of much of the proposal that FTX has made. Genius, but possibly genius flawed. That was headlined in Forbes as crypto exchanges set their sights on the sleepy futures industry. It's a sound call that the futures industry, as represented by the Somnolent FIA, may be a sleepy hollow in some respects, but to benchmark the exchanges by the brokers is perhaps somewhat harsh. The framing of the whole debate as the new new thing versus old bad Wall Street has some resonance amongst the relatively uninformed like this Forbes correspondent. However, then again, isn't Forbes now significantly owned by Binance? Oh dear, hashtag conflict of interest anybody? The possible balance of power shift here is a very worrying point. Then again, the brokers were foolishly seeking to keep their divine right intermediation above all else when that has become broadly irrelevant in the modern age. Here, definitively, the FIA are a sleepy hollow for FCMs, and they even remain resentful, it seems, bristling at the messenger. After all, yours truly has been politely pointing out for well over 20 years that this moment would come, and yet still, even all these years after the book Capital Market Revolution, still the Futures Commission merchants seemed surprised, startled, stupefied even, at FTX's proposals when they were raised in Boca Raton at the FIA conference this year. At the same time, as I've always noted, brokers can make a strong argument for their existence, albeit without monopoly, gatekeeper, rentier status. Value-added intermediation is a great thing and secures your right to stay in the food chain. Certainly, I feel much happier with my money in the likes of interactive brokers' well-managed coffers than trusting it to some of the leveraged whipsaw machines punting crypto out there which are run by youthful folks with a potentially dangerous and, one might say, messianic belief in technology which appears to be the current state of millennial play. 
Now, doubtless FTX have done their bit to prepare a lot more research on how their system might work under duress, albeit, unfortunately, I've not seen any of it to date in the public domain. At the same time, the intermediation argument has been increasingly irrelevant for over 20 years, and the sudden wake-up of the FCMs to the removal of their divine right to control exchange access effectively dents opposition to the truly dangerous element of this FTX plan, which is to create a closed Autobot system which is untested in widespread use across all forms of market player. Now that seems to hold together and has done so far pretty much with a niche cadre of retail traders. However, it will have a vast systemic impact if when, and I am much more in the when camp, it suffers problems. What concerns me about the proceedings in Washington DC was how it appears to have become a race to the bottom to prove who was being more condescending about the other party's supporters. Both sides of the argument frankly appeared culpable here. The CFTC roundtable last week was one where shockingly the multi-gazillion dollar balance sheets of the CCP business didn't just go, oh you're totally right, and follow the youthful hubris of what looks like a worryingly vast lack of thinking through to what is a fascinating idea. To which end of course it may well be over 20 years old, but I must repeat my rejoinder to the many folks startled at the time by the collapse of the geniuses hedge fund long-term capital management. As I said at the time, LTCM's maths were indeed impeccable, but sadly the universe is marginally flawed. Of course the sting in the tail from all of these discussions and the mad rush of Twitterati to support FTX is that Goldman Sachs is eyeing a derivatives trading deal with the crypto exchange FTX and at the same time the crypto giant FTX are ready with billions of dollars, two billion dollars at least it seems, to make acquisitions in the financial market structure arena. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. In product news this week, the Hong Kong Exchange have further enhanced Stock Connect's product offering. Agreement with the mainland and all the authorities, we are now going to get a unified Stock Connect trading ETFs by the end of the year. Very, very exciting manoeuvre all round and seen by many as being timed as a gift for the 25th anniversary of the Hong Kong handover from British rule to what remains a form of semi-joint sovereignty with China and the UK, or at least a fundamental guarantee of rights by China, according to the agreement with the UK when they left control of the region. Interestingly, China also opened their exchange bond markets to overseas investors in the course of the last week, and China's Dalian Commodity Exchange are going to be listing container capacity futures for trading in the near future. Technology news this week, ASX were teasing brokers with chess replacement update news. 
Tim Hogben, ASX's Group Executive for Securities and Payment, told the Stockbrokers and Investment Advisors Association annual conference in Sydney this week that the project was at the equivalent of the 80-metre mark of a 100-metre sprint. Apparently, Tim Hogben also peppered his discussion with comments that the semi-perma-delayed chess replacement is on track. Now, on track is a tricky benchmark to measure given the umpteen delays and the current lack of an ASX deadline to finally implement the digital asset system to replace chess. Therefore, it doesn't sound, though, like cancellation talk is in the air just yet, although many perceive that as a growing likelihood when ASX removed an actual implementation date in their most recent update, and indeed also the existing CEO of the ASX, Dominic Stevens, announced he was going to be retiring at the end of his contract period. In regulation news this week, the FCA, the UK regulator, they're pushing for reform of London's listing regime in an attempt to boost growth and competitiveness. Hooray! Current IPO regulations are often overly prescriptive and need to be a lot more pragmatic for the modern age to tip the perceived advantage away from private markets towards public exchanges. This is incremental sensible stuff from what I have seen. Elsewhere, Britain is proposing a safety net against failing stablecoins and global regulators in the banking field are pushing ahead with crypto bank capital rules. In Big World this week, almost half, that's no fewer than 49.3% of the followers of the US president's Twitter feed, that's 22.4 million people in the aggregate, so we're getting on for 11 million of those people, following the president are fake or bots, or to put it another way, not deemed to be real living people. You can compare, contrast that to the reality of today's POTUS as you wish. By the way, I mean, Joe Brezhnev is not alone in having legions of fake followers on Twitter. The UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson boasts 1.9 million fake followers, or 43.1% of his following. Perhaps Elon Musk is onto something as he seeks to strong-arm a price reduction from the Twitter board. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young, publisher of Exchange Invest, the daily bourse business newsletter, and also a builder of exchanges around the world. I wish you all a great week in blockchain, life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our program, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.